With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard.com Pop Shop Podcast. My name is Keith Caulfield, and I am the co-director of charts at Billboard. Joining me is Billboard.com senior editor Katie Atkinson. Hello, Keith. Hi, Katie. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. I like your raspy voice. I have a little bit of the Kathleen Turner going on right now. Or Kim Carnes. <laughs> yeah, that's more Pop Shop appropriate. Right. <laughs> your, your, your eyes. I have Betty Davis eyes Your eyes today. are so Betty Davis-like. <laughs> Um, well, as always, the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast is your one-stop shop for all things pop on Billboard's weekly charts. In addition, you can always count on a lively discussion about the week's big pop news, fun chart stats and stories, and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. Pop! On this week's show, we have an interview with YouTube superstar Connor Franta, uh, because he has his own record label called Heard Well, which has released a series of compilations, uh, many of which have charted on Billboard's charts. So he came into the office to talk about his label and also a lot of the other stuff he's working on. Um, he had this uh, great charitable endeavor that he did called, um, well, he was raising money for the Thirst Project, where he like built wells in Africa. Man. Hundreds of thousands of dollars. In his spare time. In his spare time. He <laughs> and his followers raised a ton of money. We'll talk about that. Um, we'll talk about his common culture brand of clothing and music and coffee. Uh, he's got a book. Um, and also, he's best friends with Troy Savon. A pop shop favorite. There's, so there's there's a lot of music to talk about with <laughs> Connor Franta. So stay tuned for Connor's interview. That'll be later on in the show. Uh, plus, we will be talking about how we have a new number one album on the Billboard 200 chart this week. But it's not a brand new album. That's right. Chris Stapleton re-enters the chart at number one following his breakthrough night on the CMA Awards last week. We'll talk all about that. It's crazy. Yes. It's exciting. Super awesome. And Katie actually, uh, I think, might might be a new fan of I'm Chris. a new fan. He's found a new fan. I'm one of the many new fans <laughs> after the, last week. You were part of the breakthrough moment. <laughs> um, we also have lots of hot, hot, hot action on the Billboard Hot 100, including a debut straight into the top 10. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about how Coldplay has a new single. Yay. It's kind of disco-y. <laughs> yes. Talk disco about Coldplay. Disco play. <laughs> disco play. Disco play. <laughs> and um, there's a showdown, a brewing for number one on the Billboard 200 in the next week or two when One Direction and Justin Bieber go head to head. Oh boy. <laughs> their, their new albums come out this Friday. Uh, that is, uh, well, that will be craziness. We'll mm-hmm. talk about that as well. Um, but first, some housekeeping notes. 
If you enjoy the podcast, subscribe to the show on iTunes so you won't miss an episode. And while you're at it, give us a rating or review us while you're on iTunes. Uh, if you have any questions for us, you can tweet us at uh, Keith underscore Caulfield or at KT Atkinson. Um, you can also tweet us uh, through the Billboard account, I suppose. Um, you know, might be quicker to just tweet us. Yeah, it might, be, it might be quicker to just tweet us. It might get lost. They get a few, they get a few uh, more. tweets. They're a, they're a little, they've got a few more followers. Yeah. Um, and of course, if you want to explore more from the world of podcasts at Billboard, visit iTunes.com slash Billboard Podcasts. So, topic number one, Chris Stapleton. Yay, Chris Stapleton. My notes in front of me just say, wow. Seriously. Just nuts. So, uh, in brief, what happened? Well, he basically owned the CMA Awards last week. Which were last Wednesday, I think, November 4th. He won every award he was nominated for. All three of them, yeah. Including uh, Album of the Year. Male vocalist. Male vocalist. New artist. New artist. Beating huge competition in all of those categories. I mean, huge competition in all the categories. Some of which he's actually written for previously. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And he beat out Sam Hunt, which I think a lot of people thought was going to win for New Artist. Yeah. Well, and I mean, Luke Bryan won Entertainer of the Year, and Chris Stapleton beat him for male vocalist of the year right. I mean it was crazy like he just owned it and then he also had the best performance of the night coming out with Justin Timberlake for a little duet of his song Tennessee Whiskey and Justin's song Drink You Away Right. and by far the most talked about performance um, of the entire evening I think it probably helped that um, and I watched I watched the first I guess hour of the show okay. it was um, three hours long it was a long show mm-hmm. I didn't well I mean they're always long Yeah. Um, I watched the first hour and I that performance was pretty great Oh. It was unbelievable. I think it's just one of those, it's one of those, and I explained in my story that's on Billboard.com, the reason why this album has such a huge reaction, and we should probably tell you what the numbers are. So Traveler is the name of the album, that one for album of the year. It re-enters the Billboard 200 at number one. That is the first time an album has ever re-entered at number one. It's it's crazy. It was not even in the 200. Nope. Like, that's the craziest thing about this. Not like, even on the chart last week. Not even on the chart. 200 yeah. albums on the chart. Not there. And then number one. Yeah. Um, it, it re-enters with uh, 177,000 equivalent album units earned in the week ending November 5th. Now, that's up over 6,000% from the 3,000 units in the previous week. And of that 177,000... 153,000 were in pure album sales, and that's up 6,400, or actually 6,400%. It only (laughs) sold 2,000 copies in the week previous. And also (laughs) what's pretty crazy is that the CMA Awards were November 4th. The end of our tracking week for the new charts was November 5th. So he effectively sold all of this and moved all these units in about... A day and hours. four hours, yeah. maybe? Yeah. Like, whatever handful of hours were left on Wednesday night, yeah. plus all of Thursday. Yeah. And it was almost all digital. Yeah. Um, and it's looking like his album will probably hold on to number one next week. Wow. Because there wasn't a whole heck of a lot that came out last Friday. Ellie yeah. Goulding, I think, has the biggest album that was a brand new album. Yeah. Um, and also, this is just like a moment for Chris Stapleton, yeah. because if you watch the CMA Awards, you discovered someone. Totally. That... You, despite the fact that this album came out in May, yep, I don't think most country fans were aware of him. Yeah, he was one of those people. I, I think uh, if you really follow country music, you knew of him as a songwriter. You knew he wrote some of 
Yeah, if the you're like biggest a big hits. country geek, if yeah. you're like a music geek, you're like, and you follow songwriters. And then for me, the first time I had really seen him perform was, um, it was a CMT, uh, they do this thing where they uh, celebrate like, a, like the five CMT artists of the year kind of thing. Okay. They do it like every December. And uh, one year, I think it must have been last year, two years ago, I can't quite remember, but Luke Bryan was one of the artists. And he had a family tragedy and couldn't come to the show. And Chris Stapleton filled in and sang the song um, Drink a Beer, which, which he, he wrote for Luke, Luke Bryan. Bryan yeah. He sang it with Lady Annabellum. He And so, like, they had Chris Stapleton and Lady Annabellum come out and sing that song. And that was the first time I'd heard his voice, which is real raspy. And, you know, it's very, like, country rock, very southern, like, Almond Brothers right. rock. And I was like, oh, cool. Like, and that was it. That was my moment. Like, oh, cool. Like, he was pretty good. But he never had this kind no. of exposure ever. Yeah, this is his first studio out, his first solo studio album. He was in a couple bands previously. Yeah. Steel, Steel Driver. Yes, I, and I Steel Drivers, which is still a band that now operates without him. Yeah, yeah. well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unfortunately um, for them. So, yeah, I mean, I wonder, and, and then we'll move on from, from Stapleton. But, I mean, it's, it's just, it, there's just, it's one of those things where it's just like there's so a much moment. to say. Yeah. It's, such a, it's such a huge moment for yeah. him. And you kind of think, does this mean he's going to be up for a bunch of Grammy Awards when they announce the Grammys? I mean, we'll see. We'll I, see. I mean, it's a little, it might be a little late on that. End, or, maybe or, that or maybe that was already in play a few weeks ago when they were doing the first ballot. Yeah. Like maybe he was already in talks for new artist. Yeah. And he has that thing too, where he's like, he's an industry favorite and that's who's, you know, doing the voting and doing yeah. the picking. So, you know, that helps him too. Wow. Well, uh, congrats to Chris. Yes. Number one album. That's freaking amazing. I bought one, Chris. <laughs> uh, you did. Uh, sh- should I? In- should I? Uh, should I investigate said album? I think so. I mean, it's great. I mean, obviously, he's a songwriter, so he writes great songs. Like that's his. His songs are just really impeccable, and he's just got the coolest voice. Yeah. And the coolest vibe. I mean, that that performance was just such a, like a jam session with him and Justin. Yeah. And that's like how the whole album feels like. Just a real cool Southern rock album. I um, uh, also want to note that Tennessee Whiskey, which is the song, one of the two songs they performed, uh, becomes Stapleton's first hit on the Hot 100 this week. Debuts at number 23, thanks to its strong sales. In fact, it was the second biggest selling uh, digital song last week, uh, second only to Adele's Hello. Um, and I have it uh, somewhere. How much did it sell? Tennessee Whiskey sold... Uh, a lot 131,000 <laughs> downloads last wow. week um, so yeah speaking of the Hot 100 uh, Adele is still number one mm-hmm. we yes. almost got through a show without talking about Adele it's not going to happen for the happen. next like few months yeah. <laughs> um, she uh, Hello is still number one for a second week the song sold 635,000 downloads Which in its second week. Which is almost the record that it previously broke last week. That is correct. <laughs> That's um, insane. That is the third largest week for a digital song. And the biggest week for a digital song that was not debuting. Oh, wow. Yeah, that makes sense. That's, because the record yeah. is Hello with 1.1. 1. 1. Yep. The second biggest is Flow Ride is Right Round with 636. And this is the third biggest or biggest for a non-debut yep. with 635. Man. See, this is why we're not going to be able to not talk about Adele right. for a while. You know, but there's good reason. <laughs> um, I-, I thought it was fun. Uh, Gary wrote this in the story. Gary Trust, who manages the Hot 100. The other co-director the of other Charts at Billboard. He wrote that Hello also vaults 9 to 4 on the Adult Contemporary Airplay chart. Um, and that is the first song, excluding holiday titles, to reach the top five 
in just three weeks. Wow. Since 2002, when Phil Collins' Can't Stop Loving You also reached the top five in just three weeks. Which and makes sense, because the nature of AC radio stations is that they play songs you already know. Right. You know? And they usually don't, like, jump on hot new tracks. Yeah, totally. It's, it just doesn't really work that way. And there was that caveat about holiday songs. If you guys, I'm sure there's got to be some chart geeks that pay attention to the AC chart. And the AC chart has been around for decades. Um, we talk about how we left out holiday songs from this because basically at Christmas time, the AC chart kind of turns into a Christmas chart. It's like Christmas pop radio all of a sudden, yeah. a bunch of adult contemporary radio stations... Switched to it full-time. Switched yep. to almost exclusively Christmas yep. music yep. from like Thanksgiving to Christmas. So naturally, if you're going to have a new Christmas album from, say, Josh Groban or Michael mm-hmm. Buble, a song will like jump into the top five in like two weeks. Yeah. So yeah. removing those anomalies... Yes. Just kind of says something. I'm excited about, for Christmas radio time, Keith. Oh, um, um we are <laughs> gonna have Christmas, so much Christmas, love Christmas programming. Christmas radio. We're gonna have like all sorts of Christmas shows, favorite Christmas <laughs> albums, favorite Christmas songs. Love it. Um, also, there's also other stuff happening though on the Hot 100. Ariana Grande's Focus debuts in the top ten. It debuts at number seven, powered by 113,000 in downloads. A, a really solid streaming debut of 13.3 million streams, which makes it one of the top ten most streamed songs of the week. And also a pretty good start on radio, uh, number 38 on our radio songs chart with 33 million in audience. This is her sixth top 10 single. It's the first single from her next album. I believe it's called Moonlight. Yep. Moonlight? Yes. You're going to just gonna Because we were yes. talking about it? No, we were talking about it. I thought it was it. Honeymoon. Exactly. No. But it was Moon. We were putting <laughs> the moon, moon in the wrong place. Moonlight. H- Honeylight. <laughs> it's the name of Ariana Grande's new album. Comes out in 2018. Um, no, the album comes out, I think, next year. <laughs> it does. Um, there's going to be a Ariana Grande and Arianator. The Arianators. Arianators. That still doesn't sound right. <laughs> it just doesn't sound right. It sounds like I'm, like, breezing up the air in here. I'm like, just like an air filter. Don't alienate the Arianators. Yeah, that's Kate. not what I mean. Um, here's a fun fact. This is her sixth top ten hit on the Hot 100. Believe it or not... This is her first where it's only Ariana Grande credited oh, as Oh, yeah. Artist. She has done a lot of duets. Like, yes. her big songs have had a rap feature or, like, it's a, or, or just Weekend. A, yeah, or uh, her Bang weekend Bang duet. with Nikki yeah. and Jesse, where they all share equal billing. Look, what a collaborative artist she is. She is, indeed. <laughs> the Ariana, Gra- uh, Ariana Grande. The Andrea Bocelli Oh, yes. Track. Uh, yeah, which I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce that Italian right now. Yep. <laughs> That's, a, we'll let you go look up that yeah. amazing Ariana Andrea duet. Hit number one on the classical digital songs Indeed. chart a few weeks ago. Indeed. Um, what else is happening? Ooh, ooh, I know. Megan Trainer enters the top ten with yeah. Like I'm Gonna Lose You with John Legend. Uh, well, featuring John Legend. Um, the collaboration climbs uh, in all metrics this week. Um, it, it's hitting the top ten on the digital songs chart. It's almost hitting the top ten on the radio songs chart. It's number 11. Um, and on the streaming songs chart, it reaches the top 20. It's funny, this album is almost a year old. Well, I mean, Title came out in January, but she had her EP out shortly before that. And they performed that song at the Billboard Music Awards in May. In May. And But then it didn't really hit radio no. until like a month ago. And it, But once it hit, it was yeah. like everywhere on radio. I wonder, uh, yeah, I mean, I, this, this single has had such a weird sort of like chart life, which kind of speaks, I guess, to the power of the song yeah. and how it's really hung on and yeah. how, you know, through all of her sort of medical issues and totally. throat stuff, they've kind of... Maybe they purposely didn't go full force with it at radio until she until was, she could get out and perform it a little bit, yeah. yeah. Which yeah. she's been doing. Yep. Um, it is the fourth single from her debut album, and it is her third uh, top ten hit on the Hot 100, following, of course, All at That Bass, 
all about that bass. I need to enunciate slightly better. And um, <laughs> Lips Are Moving, of course, all about that bass went to number one. And Lips Are Moving went to number four. Uh, the third single from the album, Dear Future Husband, reached number 14. Oops. Um, not quite top 10. But here's an interesting thing. Trainer is the first female artist to generate at least three top 10s on the Hot 100 from a debut album in more than five years. The last to do so was Kesha yep. from Animal in 2010, believe it or not. There you go. And we were just talking about Right Round, which Kesha had that amazing de- or debut week with uh, Flo Rida as well, Downloads. She wasn't actually credited on that. Uh, they credited her later, right? It like was, once she became Kesha. <laughs> it's squishy. It's a little uh, squishy. Yeah, I think maybe for like the first like hot second she was. She can personally she, appreciate that achievement. I think we all yeah, we all know <laughs> she's, she's still part of that achievement. Yes. Um, but just not officially on the chart. Um, what else is happening? Oh, a song that does not debut on the Hot 100, but will probably debut shortly, is Coldplay's new track. Yes. Um, which is uh, sort of disco throwdown hoedown. It's um, called Adventure of a Lifetime. Thanks. I had it on my notes. Adventure of a Lifetime. It's from their new album, A Head Full of Dreams, which comes out December 4th. Allegedly um, their final album. Well, I think it's it, I think it's their seventh studio album. Okay. So did they did they say it's? They album? said out of Chris Martin's mouth, final album. Wow. I really hope that's not true. I'm a big Coldplay fan, so. Wow. Yeah. So what happens? To the, what, what do they do? I don't know. Uh, I get maybe Chris Martin goes solo, but like. What about the rest of the band? I know. They're, I mean, they're so good together. They make such good music. I I don't want to talk about it actually. <laughs> Maybe they just call themselves something else. Yeah. No, I mean, no, I think that if, it. It, if it's the final Coldplay album, it probably means Chris Martin's going to do his own thing, wow. I would say. Yeah. Well, um, here are my notes for the song. I called it Disco Inferno meets Lean On. Yes. By Major Lazer. Yes. Um, you know, I want the, the disco ball to drop out of the ceiling, turn the spotlight on, put on your dancing shoes, you know, do some pointing in a polyester suit. <laughs> yeah. But it's not a complete throwback. Well, it's it, funny. They they teased the song by just doing that, um, the kind of jangly intro looped over and over again. And when I heard that, I thought, oh, okay, like this this seems, you know, like upbeat Coldplay song. But then when the actual song came and it kicks into those verses, it is disco. It is super, super disco. It is pretty disco I love it. I, I, I do think it's still... I mean, it is very throwback, but at the same time, it still feels like it's not like it's like get lucky throwback, not yeah, like it's, not it's, like all the way disco throwback. It's, it's, a, it's a throwback in a good way. Yeah, where it doesn't seem weird. Yeah, um, I think the key line in the song, the key lyric is "You make me feel like I'm in love again." Yeah, um, a lot of people are interpreting that in in a various ways because of Chris Martin's um, personal life. Um, which I'm not going to speculate too much on, but I think it could be just sort of a sentiment that you have about sort of anything. I mean, a lot of songs that people talk about, um, you know, like, because people are asking Adele, like, oh, what does hello mean? Right. She's like, well, it actually kind of... It's a lot of things. It's about a lot of people. Yeah. It's about me reconnecting with people that I knew before I became famous. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it could be about relationships, but it's just an emotion that you feel. It's not specifically about one person. Yeah. Um, and I think Taylor Swift has said the same thing. Yeah, you know, with it's her like a composite of, of yeah. many different things. Certainly, there was probably an inspiration, and yeah. then you know, you kind of like take an overarching feel and channel that into a song. I think one of the things I like most about this song is how the lyrics match the uh, the beat and the and the melody and the song. It's like the most upbeat sounding song, and then the lyrics are like really happy mm-hmm. and like. 
as, uh, a, as opposed to a big up-tempo song with like really depressing lyrics. Right, which I mean, versa. Coldplay's given us that before too. They're right. good at that as well. But like, I just like how happy this song is. Um, you're And you said you're a big Coldplay geek, right? Yes. Um, is this the most up-tempo they've gotten with a single? Um, I mean, their last big hit was Sky Full of Stars, which like you could argue, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of an EDM song. Okay. So, but it's, it's a little bit more mid-tempo than this one is. So maybe, I mean, as far as their radio songs, yeah. Right. I mean, because everything is typically pretty quiet, slow, mellow, this except a, for when they add a little beat, like they did with the Sky Full of Stars. The Far Cry from Yellow. Yes, which um, I love. I love it all, though. Like they've they've evolved a ton, but like I'm 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 here for it all. Yeah, um, you're gonna see them this Friday. I aren't am. You? Yeah, they're gonna play the Belasco Theater in downtown LA, which is like 2,500 capacity. You and just and, 2,500 of your closest oh, friends. I'm dying. Um, I can't even. Yeah. So I'll report back next week for sure. Wow. On my religious experience at the Coldplay show. Uh, fun fact. Did you know that the band's first album, Parachutes, was released 15 years ago this wow. week in the U.S.? Wow. I did not know that. The album originally came out, I think, in July in the U.K., uh, in England, where they're from, um, July of 2000. Um, but it came out in America on November 7th, 2000. Um, and, of course, it generated the hit singles Yellow, Shiver, and Trouble, all of which reached the Alternative Songs chart. So, yes. Yeah. I remember that being a slow burn. Yeah. Well, Yellow was one of those songs that kind of, like, percolated for a while. Yeah. Yep. And then, and Parachutes also didn't exactly, like, it was one of those albums that, that was also back in the day where albums used to do that used to grow from a low mm-hmm. rank and move up the chart. And then just stay, like, just stay, never leave. Just right. keep staying yes. there. Still there. <laughs> Still on the chart. No, no it's not. Um, uh, more chart action. Uh, there was a big showdown. We talked about this earlier. This Friday, there are two new albums coming out that, in any normal week, would probably be a lock for number one. Mm-hmm. But uh, if nothing else comes out, it would appear that one of these two albums will not be number one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that would mean that either Justin Bieber's new album, Purpose, or One Direction's new album, Made in the AM, which both come out on November 13th. Gonna have to settle for number two. One of them will settle for number two. Yeah. Uh, Even if they sell more albums than they've ever sold in their whole career, they'll, they'll settle number for number two. two. Yes. Even if, they, even if they both have their best week mm-hmm. ever, the other one is going to be number one. Yep. Now, this is all said, barring... Um, like Drake <laughs> dropping a new mixtape on Friday. Kanye puts Swish out, surprise, that day. You yeah. know, uh, the, a Beyonce Adele album. Adele decides Adele release decides early. to move up her album. <laughs> oh, man, that would be so mean. <laughs> yeah, because Adele's album, uh, 25, comes out the following Friday. Yeah. Um, <laughs> She's like, oh, you know what, boys? I'm just going to take this one. <laughs> I'm just feeling like I want to get a head start on Thanksgiving shopping. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, um, who do you think? Because you don't, you don't know, really I'm know anything about the we're gonna sales this. stuff, and, and we haven't really reported on the sales aspect or like you know what industry forecasters think. We don't and have the clear picture just yet. We don't have quite the clear picture, and I think with one with this particular situation, it's really something you want to wait until at least you have the first day. Oh yeah, you don't want to get either fan group riled and up. Also, I just want to be right. <laughs> Yeah, I just, I just it's not Billboard about, enjoys being right. I, I enjoy actually <laughs> reporting things correctly. Yes, um, that is a funny thing to do on the internet. Uh, based on era. a gut feeling, what do you think might happen? <laughs> My gut feeling is One Direction. Really? Yeah, and sorry Bieber and sorry believers, but my gut feeling is like. This whole, like, we're going to go on a hiatus afterward. Like, this is kind of it for a while. Yeah, like, I just feel like, you know, obviously Bieber has a lot of momentum right now. A lot of great, like, radio, like, singles that have been doing well. But I feel like One Direction's fans are going to really 
really show up on this one. I feel like it's it's sort of the the it's you could argue for Bieber f- the other direction where Bieber is as you say having this moment where he's having r- a solid mainstream radio yeah. success with um what do you mean which followed where are you now his collaboration and now sorry is everywhere and too sorry. yeah and whereas one direction drag me down has done okay but it hasn't set the world on fire and there hasn't been any other big radio no mo- movement from the album yet um and so i i feel like justin is sort of ascending um and and one direction is in a different place because of where they are at without zane the tour ended you know, so I don't know. I mean, I think it could go certainly either way. Um, and I think both fan bases, and I'm sure there's a lot of shared fans. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Are probably both looking to see who's going to come out on top, yeah. too. Yeah, yep. Um, so we'll we'll know more about that, you know, once the albums actually drop. Um, it's a big pop shop showdown right here. Yeah, the, we were looking at some interesting, uh, I've got a huge printout in front of me, some interesting showdowns in the past of when two big albums came out at the same time for what it's worth uh, one direction's last album before we move on to the great matchups in, in history yeah. one direction's last album four which came out last year did three hundred eighty-seven thousand in its first week justin's last album was believe in 2012 it did three hundred seventy-four thousand in its first week both albums debuted at number one also on the line is that one direction all four of their previous albums debuted at number one. Oh man uh so that would kind of break up a streak yeah um yeah i feel like uh, zane would send out a congratulatory tweet if that yeah. to justin bieber if that yeah. happened <laughs> um some 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 big matchups in in previous history previous history those two words mean the same thing almost previous history yep yep um i think <laughs> that one, old history that old history <laughs> that stuff that happened in the past <laughs> historical items uh, i think the one that everyone thinks of is the kanye west 50 cent showdown oh easily yeah with graduation and curtis back in 2007 um, Speaking of one artist on the come up and one maybe on their decline, <laughs> that was kind of that scenario. Uh, Kanye came out on top that week. Graduation debuted with uh, debuted at number one with 957,000 copies sold. That was a very big deal. 50 Cent, kind of a little bit farther behind. Number two, 691,000. Still a gigantic week. Still probably, probably bigger than it would have been had it not been. Absolutely. Yeah. The hullabaloo. Um, there's a lot of other showdowns too, but it, it is it is notable that usually people try to avoid this. Yes, the la- it, it labels and artists don't really they all want to be number one, right? So if you see yourself going head to head with someone, uh, you change move, it. you yeah. move, you, you get claim out of the way. your dates, and then you move around that. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, well, and the other thing that's notable about these two showdowns, the Fifty Cent Kanye and and One Direction Bieber, is that it's this in genre. Uh, showdown, yeah. which that doesn't always happen. There's a lot of times that huge albums within different genres, like, like Luke Bryan album. versus Justin Bieber. Uh, well, how about Luke Bryan versus Dr. Dre right here on our list? Yes, that happened. <laughs> that happened um, earlier this year. Just this year. Uh, Luke Bryan's Kill the Lights came out the same week that Dr. Dre's Compton, his Dr. Dre's first album since um, The Chronic, yeah. right? The Chronic 2001. 2001, yes. Yeah. Still, like... Uh, almost 15 years ago yeah, or something yeah, ridiculous yeah um because the chronic 2001 came out in 1999 uh, thank you <laughs> which I, is terribly annoying I, I forget your hip-hop queen oh yeah um, <laughs> don't oh, yeah. forget that keith uh luke bryan ended up coming out on top and dre settled for runner-up so um you know or when kanye and nikki went head-to-head back in 2010 my beautiful dark twisted fantasy debuted at number one with 596,000. Nicki minaj came in second place with pink friday 
375,000. Don't cry for Nikki because about four months later, Pink Friday ultimately reached number Ended one. Ended up at number one. Um, but that's it is kind a of a wonder unusual. that Nikki didn't move on that one. Well, uh, yeah. Yeah. Who knows? So <laughs> um, there's lots of great you know, matchups in history, but it's usually something that we, the industry, tends to avoid. If at all possible. So we'll have some numbers for you next we'll have, week. We'll have some next actual week's numbers. Next pop shop. Um, but now it is time for our interview with Connor Franta. Yay. Um, so Connor, um, uh, who is lovely, by the way, um, he came into the office actually a number of weeks ago. We've been holding on to this interview for just the right time. Um, he has nearly three and a half million Twitter followers, five million YouTube subscribers, um, and I, th- I want to say he just celebrated his, I think, fifth anniversary on YouTube. Wow. Uh, so he's been at it for a little bit. A million for each year. I mean, <laughs> celebrate. <laughs> um, he uh, actually has uh, his own record label called Heard Well. Um, it's a very small operation, but they put together a basically curated compilation albums that he and other sort of um, social media influencers put together. And we've actually written about a few of them on Billboard.com Yeah, we recently. had interviews with Lo Anthony and an interview with Makeup by Mandy, Amanda Steele. Amanda Steele, Makeup Queen on YouTube. She's like also 16 or something. Yeah, 17. it's insane. These these kids. These kids <laughs> Making these us days. all feel bad about ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> so we talked about his label and why he wanted to start a record label. Um, uh, we talked about his involvement with The Thirst Project, which we talked about at the start of the show, where he's raised... He and his fans have helped raise hundreds of thousands of dollars to build dozens of wells truly wells in Swaziland that's amazing combined in the, the past two years this this initiative has raised more than four hundred thousand dollars which is crazy um we also talked about his common culture brand that involves clothing music and coffee coffee he loves coffee um his book a work in progress um and what he thinks of the success of his good friend some would say best friend. I think he actually calls him his best friend. Okay, so we uh, can say that unequivocally. I think we can say that. BFF. Uh, Troy Savon. Um, so without further ado, here is our interview with Connor Franta. Hello, Connor Franta. Hello. Welcome to the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast. Thank you. Yay. Cheers in the every, distance. Every time I do that, I'm like always like Kermit the Frog. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> and, um, anyway, um, we've never met before. We have never. We, no. This is the first time. It's the first time. Very intimate. This is our dating setting. Yes, yes. Um, Tyler Oakley has actually sat in that chair wow. before. Wow. Yes. I feel honored. Yes. I mean, maybe it might have been a different chair. Oh. But then in that case, I don't feel honored. Yeah, well, never mind. Um, uh, and But we're talking to you. We're the royal we. I'm talking to you. <laughs> Billboard as a this whole. This room is full of people. Full of people. There's a whole entourage. Connor's entourage is sitting behind me. <laughs> Actually, there is an entourage sitting behind me. It's just two people. Two people. It's, it's just it's just a small. It's an entourage. It's not an entourage. Um, <laughs> because uh, Connor has a record label. I do. Um, unlike a lot of YouTubers who put out singles and albums of their own where they sing. I can't sing. You can sing. <laughs> you can. I've I've seen the video. See, it's, doing, it's amazing. It's sterling. I am Beyonce. <laughs> you, you, you're Connor Fierce. You're like <laughs> moving on. No, no, no. Um, but you have a, you have a record label. Sorry, um, called Heard Well, and uh, it started in July mm-hmm. um, with you and um, I believe your manager. Yep, my manager, and then Jeremy Weinberg, who was our partner on the the music side. And why did you want to start a label? Because as I was saying before, and then we got sidetracked by Beyonce and, and your your 
dulcet tones. I tend to do that. <laughs> um, why did you want to do a label as opposed to say like, you know, let me record a single or let me like play acoustic yeah. guitar? Well, I mean, I've been doing these compilations. That was my third compilation I released this year. And so I've been doing those and it was something that I found that I really liked. But just in general, I really like music and I don't think I necessarily at this point in my life have a talent for creating music Mm -hmm. but I think I have a pretty decent ear for what I think sounds good and then I have the audience that I like to share that with Uh, so I wanted to kind of take that and turn it into something and since I'd been doing the compilations with Jeremy Weinberg who was part of Opus label that I was originally doing this I noticed that because I'm like I think the first compilation that you did wasn't Opus Opus, and now it's on Heard Well I'm like "Mm -hmm." yeah so we all came together me my manager Andrew and Jeremy and decided that we wanted to turn it into uh, a full-fledged business where we'd use social influencers and have them create their own compilations, kind of connecting social influencers with new up-and-coming talent and kind of giving them a new platform to share their music, essentially. Because mm-hmm. I feel like there's not... I feel like it's definitely incredibly cutthroat in the music industry as well as any enter- entertainment industry at this point in time, uh, more than ever. And I just kind of want this music to be heard. Like, any of the music that's on my... Heard well. I want it to be heard well. Ding. Um, dun, any dun, of the music dun, that's dun, on my... Sound effects. Just, any of the music that's I've on my... I've got none. There are no sound effects. It's <laughs> I'll just, make... Whoosh, yes. Whoosh. We'll record a bunch of those later, and I can just use them as, like, sort of, like, free sounds throughout the show. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I tend to do that in my YouTube videos. I'll make my own sound effects. From, but, yeah, there we go. Um, but, yeah, any of the music that's on my compilation is music that I thoroughly enjoy and I, like, love to talk about and I want to promote. So, I figure... Why not Why do not? it under an official record label? Have you have you released any of the compilations on vinyl? No, but oh my god, I would love it. So it'd be cool. <laughs> it would because you like really, vinyl. It's just really expensive. So it's like yeah. one of those things that you have to you have to decide. And it takes really it takes like I think eight plus weeks too. So you have to be really planned. yeah. That's why most vinyl never actually comes out the same time as yeah. like the CD or a digital album because yeah. it takes so much longer to manufacture them. Yeah, but I would I would love it. I love vinyl. You should do a you should do a compilation for Christmas like holiday music oh, or something. Yeah. Maybe it's too late in the year now to get no, that going. it's never too late. It's never too late. <laughs> never too late for an idea like that. Um, when did all the, the sort of like the like the crazy business stuff really start to happen? Like when you, you know, was that all like in the past like like two years or so? Yeah, about the past two years. Wow. I went to business school for two years. So I think it, again, has been something that I've been uh-huh. interested in for a long time. And it just kind of is like been in the background. And all of a sudden I was like, oh, yeah, they kind of I can combine these two passions. Why not? Wow. And then two years ago, I just started doing that. And adding in all these things, all these weird little things. So there's heard well, and then there's common common culture, common culture, which is sort of a umbrella term. It's for kind a of lot like of I didn't, yeah. It's kind of like I wanted to step away from my name and likeness and make a separate brand for all my projects. So that's why it's common culture compilation. Lots of C's, common culture clothing, common culture. Well, alliteration coffee. is good. It the is. Cuc- it's very hard to say though. Sometimes common culture, common culture, common culture. Yeah, but it's. But yeah, I've really enjoyed kind of doing that side. Is everything? What else is part of the common culture universe? Like as of now, it is music, coffee, and clothing clothing yeah and that was just like a one-off thing hopefully it'll be more clothing in the future i did a uh what's it called a capsule collection that's another c uh more c's lots more c's name's connor so yeah yeah, it all works out gotta roll with it um i did a capsule collection with junk food clothing um Uh yeah and i did uh, i designed all that and then we did like a a 48 hour sale or a week-long sale and yeah it went really well so it's a lot of like 
trying things and seeing if they work. And then it's like, okay, now we're going to go behind the scenes, make it all work for a larger period of time. It's, it's, I think it's just so interesting how, you know, you have folks like Troy Savon, who is a friend of yours, mm-hmm. um, best friend, I believe. Sorry, I may have <laughs> I, I may have read portions of your book. Did you? Yes, I What'd did. You think I bought it yesterday. Actually, oh, thank I know you. I, a lot of cramming involved. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> um, well, I wanted to you know be more educated, and I didn't realize that Troy was your best friend, and I should have I should have known. There we that. go, taking over the music industry, and of course your your pals with Ricky Dillon. <laughs> yep. Um, and it, so I just immediately thought, like, why aren't you singing? Like, I, know, I, like just, I really you can carry a tune. I know you say you can't, but like I watched the "What Do These Songs Mean" video, and you actually just sing be- a little bit. Just because I can a little bit, I don't know if that means I should go full fledged. <laughs> oh, there are so many people who can't really sing all that much. This but, is true, but they're able to like. <laughs> carve a whole career out of that. Maybe, yeah, maybe one day I'll actually give it a go, but as of now, it's really not in the plan. You're going, you're going the executive route. You're giving me the confidence, though. I'm like, hmm, maybe I can. Maybe I'm a superstar. There you go. <laughs> Come on. Um, so there's so much music stuff to talk about, but there's yeah, also other stuff to talk about, um, which I'm, I'm fascinated by how you did this thirst project which i think yeah. is just a funny name it's yeah like, it is it's an, the it's thirst so, is real i was like yeah no, exactly. so give me your money so convenient <laughs> to, to, to to you know help people not have thirst exactly. in other countries last year your campaign that you did around your birthday raised two hundred and thirty thousand dollars. um i've got notes so i'm I, it's not like i know this off the top of my head <laughs> Result, like, resulting in a, the building of 19 wells yep. in swaziland yeah i Bet you did not know where Swaziland is because I had no idea. I don't actually. I, it is if you look at a map and you go down to South Africa, it's basically within South Africa. It's like a little country within South Africa. It's one of those weird countries where the country's actually inside another country. It's no, honestly, like a country look, inside like, a country. It's inside like a it's country. being sucked in by South Africa, and that's why they need water. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly why they need water. Why? Why? <laughs> why? Was was the was the campaign already set up in that country, and that's. Why? I mean, why did yeah, you why? choose that? No, so essentially, uh, the Thirst Project was already a thing before me, and it was already doing what it was doing before me, but I just, I was looking for a charity to work with, because I really wanted to start working in that realm, because I had such a big voice, and I have such a big platform that I want to use it for something more than just myself. Use it for good. Yeah. Dude, and come on. Use it for... <laughs> I mean, and, seriously. Uh, I know, but seriously. You've got like, like millions of followers. It it's, became like yeah. such a no-brainer. And then eventually I found The Thirst Project and I fell in love with uh, The Thirst Project. And they they give not only to people in Swaziland, Africa, but they give a bunch of other different countries. But the specific focus in Swaziland is because not only do they need it, they need it a lot. Mm-hmm. It's more so because the country is so small that it's very obtainable to give the entire country clean water. I see. Because the population is around 1.4 million. Wow. So their goal is to give their entire population country clean water by if, i think don't quote me on this 20 30 or if they only had a couple even, more maybe? youtubers to to make it happen the <laughs> yeah, entire they're doing, country's I mean, they're doing really the well. entire country's plumbing will be like funded by like six <laughs> youtubers in the united states <laughs> all right some random questions um do, 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 do. how excited are you about troy savans a uh, little trilogy that he's put out with the videos. Incredibly excited, isn't it? Great. Have you uh, seen the first two? Yes, and the okay, second yeah. one is like incredibly heartbreaking. Yeah. And like when he turns, we'll just around... get ready for the third. Oh god! <laughs> I mean, of course, tr- I've seen it. He turns around and like he, that. The other dude like grabs her hand. I'm like, no, why, why? <laughs> love is dead. The love is dead. <laughs> um, but... No, yeah, it's it's been incredible. I mean, like. It's, I think, everything and more that he hoped for. And I think it's everything and more that his whole community hoped for. Like, 
for me being a fellow YouTuber, it makes me feel nothing but great things to see my fellow YouTubers doing well. Right. So to see him doing so well and see, and to see someone putting out legitimately good content into the world, good music, um, unbiased good music and right. good music videos, I think that's great. Yeah. And it's nice to see that. He um he's super cool. I mean, I don't like I haven't actually <laughs> talked to him. I've had email correspondence. I'm too cool to talk to him. I mean, well, he's too cool. Wait, he's too cool for me to talk to him. There we go. Right. Yeah. You were just in Australia though recently, right? Were you on vacation? Yeah. No, we had a fan fest in Sydney. Oh. Yeah, it's like a YouTube put on event where you it's just like a YouTube stage thing and they have some brands that come and you like talk to them and stuff. It's oh. cool. Cool. Good way to get to Sydney. <laughs> I was I was gonna say I saw the um, the package of his uh, EP that he sent you. Um, yes, which so was, cool, right? The yeah. wild jumper. Yes, embroidered. <laughs> you know you've the got, little things in life. You've got the hookup. Um, so I was just gonna say I was gonna joke that that must mean there should be a duet coming between the oh two. Oh my of god! You. Can you imagine? <laughs> I my first single, not only a duet with Trevor <laughs> You, I think you can make that happen. No, there's probably a lot of like you know hoops to jump through with Capitol Records. Yeah, and probably EMI, the whole management thing. Right, managers. So many people involved. <laughs> All right, never mind. What happens in the next year from now? The next year from now. I don't need like your business plan, but <laughs> like in a year from now, it's like, oh, maybe we could have like a, a, a heard well like yeah. music festival. I mean, or, like I would, you know, I would love to continue expanding the coffee, the music and the clothing and kind of house it under one common culture roof and just like develop those brands. Like, yeah, a heard well, a heard well music festival or a heard well spot in like South by Southwest would be incredible. Yeah. Um, a clothing brand that's like in nationwide stores. Amazing. Um, coffee that is like a subscription service that people can kind of get at their leisure. Amazing. Like I would love to just kind of push everything to its fullest limits. Like a curated coffee every every month. There you go. Hey, there <laughs> you go. Um, well, it's been lovely speaking to you, Connor. Thank you. Thanks um, for having me. And thanks for coming in. Of course. Yay! Yay! Thanks again, Connor. It was so cool talking to you. And uh, much success to you in the future with the label. Absolutely. Let's get let's uh let's get some vinyl from uh, Heard Well. He's he's a fan of vinyl. <laughs> anyway, um, you know what time it is now, Katie? What time is it, Keith? It's time for the chart set of the week. Yeah. Ooh. This week's is exciting. I'm excited about this one. You are. I love musical theater, so. Ah. <laughs> and hip hop. Well. <laughs> Well, 50 years ago this week, the Sound of Music film soundtrack hit number one on the Billboard 200 chart. It hit number one on November 13th, 1965. Uh, The success of the soundtrack followed the chart-topping success of the Broadway Stage Musicals cast album, which spent 16 weeks at number one earlier in the decade. The film and the stage show's popularity endures, as we all know. The movie was uh, celebrated on the Academy Awards earlier this year by Lady Gaga Mm -hmm. in a fabulous tribute. Um, Julie Andrews approved tribute, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. I remember, I remember watching that after the performance. I'm like, "Where's Julie Andrews? I hope she, she, you got to bring Julie Andrews yeah. out." <laughs> and then out comes Julie Andrews. It's like perfect. <laughs> um, and of course, in 2013, NBC staged a live uh, uh, version of it, starring Carrie Underwood yeah. in the Julie Andrews role. Um, The album, the film soundtrack album, led by, of course, uh, Julie Andrews, spent two weeks at number one on the weekly Billboard 200 chart, and it earned a staggering 109 weeks in the top 10. Wow. Um, The album was so hot, it was in the weekly top 10 from May 1st, 1965, all the way through July 16th, 1966, and it 
continued to be a regular but not quite weekly presence in the top 10 off and on through early 1968. Wow. So basically, if you were buying music sometime in the mid-60s, you probably own The Sound of Music soundtrack. Yes. Yep. Um, I love The Sound of Music. Oh. Um, you love The Sound of Music. Yes. You go every year to the Hollywood year. Bowl sing-along. Yep. The Hollywood, Bowl, uh, the Hollywood Bowl here in Los Angeles, it's a big outdoor venue. Um, I, I think most major cities have like a big sort of venue like this um, where, you know, they do sing-alongs and stuff like this. And uh, every year they do a sing-along and I take a group of friends, we do a picnic and they do the bouncing ball sort of thing. Well, it's not quite a bouncing ball. The words light up. Anyway, <laughs> it's amazing. I'm crashing that party next summer. You should. <laughs> you should. Tickets go on sale for groups in January. All right. There's a, there's a, there's a plug for the Hollywood Bowl. Uh, anyway. so You're there, welcome, LA Phil. <laughs> there's your chart set of the week. 50 years ago this week, the Sound of Music soundtrack hit number one on the Billboard 200 chart. It's shocking that we did not just sing any Sound of Music songs during that entire chart stat. Uh, That's me daring you. Nope. <laughs> not gonna. Um, well, you know what? We'll be back next week, as always, uh, where Chris Stapleton might still be number one. Adele might still be number one on the Hot 100. Maybe I'll buy Chris Stapleton's album again and make <laughs> it happen. <laughs> You could be helping him twice over. <laughs> uh, do you have any parting words? Uh, just, you know, really looking forward to see how this Bieber 1D showdown turns out. So, um, well, till next week. Well, I, th- I think you should pick the song that we should go out on, Katie. Well, I mean, we should give the people some Sound of Music. Okay. I think. Which which song? Oh, um, okay. I want something upbeat. How about uh, So Long, Farewell? Because it's the end of the show. So Long, Farewell. Yes. I'll be saying good night. Yes. I do. I do. All right. We'll see everyone <laughs> next week. Thanks. I do. Bye. <laughs> So long, farewell, I'll be just saying goodnight. I hate to go and leave this pretty side. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.